what is we doing? <laughs> wow. Why did it take so long? I don't know. What were we doing in the, in the between time? Becoming. Mm. Becoming. She is becoming. Wow. 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 Hi, guys. Exactly it. Wait a minute. Let me do this right. Let me do this right. Welcome to Become She, <laughs> where we are guaranteed to piss you off with yourself, make you think, and help you grow. I remembered it! Yay! <laughs> and Become She is a movement capturing the transcendental journey of the strong woman to the free woman, granting herself permission to actualize her highest self. So I hope y'all been actualizing. I hope. I hope. I don't even remember the date our last episode aired. I know it was May 2019, I think. So it's been about a year and some change. It feels like some years with an S So ago. much has happened. It has. Y'all, woo! Ooh, 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 ooh. I remember our, our last episode was on um, with Debbie London. Shout mm-hmm. out to Debbie London. Shout out, Debbie! Shout out, Debbie! And talking about exploring, opening up, which I think is exactly what we did, um, breaking through mm. generational curses. My God. And she said that prayer at the end. I feel like she was praying for our lives. Like she was literally covering our lives with the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Because literally nothing was the same yeah. after that. <laughs> when I tell you. I was a, a fiance the last time we recorded. And then, I mean, man, so listen, I don't. You met. You's married now. As a married woman now. As a married woman, which is a whole nother topic in and of itself. She talks marriage. That's a that's a whole we're gonna get to it, y'all. Just give us some time to recalibrate and get back. <laughs> but I felt <laughs> we felt like now is such a good time to come back. I mean 2020, which is interesting yeah. how people, you know, called it it would be the year of perfect vision and, and maybe it still is. Yeah. I see things a little clearer, much clearer. A lot, yeah. That agreed before March, before. Oh my God! I mean, is twenty twenty canceled or is twenty twenty a rebirth? I have no idea. I I feel like it needed. Like, first of all, it started out with rest in heaven, Kobe Bryant and Gianna, and all of the other. You know, just like seven others. Yes, in that um. It started out like, whoa, what is happening, 2020? Um, Yeah. But it's almost like that's what it took in order for, like, that vision to be made more clear. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the things that we think gives us clarity are usually not the things. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of unfolding and a lot of what we call tragedy for what is real to be revealed. And something my husband that I could actually say now, which still sounds Come weird on, to Kyle. say. <laughs> How about? I still can't say husband without like feeling weird. Like it just, I just want to mm-hmm. say my man, my boyfriend, my boo thing. Like <laughs> husband sounds so like I don't know. Pretend I have a legal me. contract binding. <laughs> <laughs> he always says things gotta blow up before you see things Ooh. clear, and I, I usually hate when he says that. I hate it, but it's so true. Like I, I don't. I don't like mess and I don't like stress. This is something me and my mm. therapist joke about so much because she knows that I, I just don't do stress and I need peace around me at all times and I will cut the hell off anything that's not peaceful. 
Um, but sometimes that's exactly what you need for things to be unrested yeah. and, and raffled. Just raffled yeah. up. Speaking of peace, um, a great man of God, um, aka my husband, said something about peace. He said, peace is dealing with the hardest parts of yourself <laughs> and of things. Dominic. So when he said that, I was like, whoa, 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 I have to write this down. Yeah, can you repeat that? He said, peace is dealing with the hardest part of yourself and of things. Peace is not Mm. not confronting. Peace is dealing with the hardest parts of yourself and of things. And then that's when things are at peace, when you've dealt and confronted with the hardest parts. I mean, that's vulnerability. (sighs) That's that's vulnerability, one hundred percent. I've been listening and and listening to so much Brene Brown. And if mm. you don't know who Brene Brown is, please, please yeah. watch her Netflix series, listen to her podcast, Unlocking Us. I'm reading her books, and all her work is on vulnerability. And I have realized over the last year, as she has been becoming, yeah. that without vulnerability, there's nothing. Yeah. Wow. There's nothing. It's, it's the foundation of anything creative. So if you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to write a book, you have to be vulnerable with yourself yeah. and those around you in relationships. Without true vulnerability, the just being unafraid. I mean, you may be afraid, but be willing to be seen and heard completely naked. While being afraid. While being afraid. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Girl. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, I think a lot of times I think we use these words as like um, kind of like catch-all phrases, but vulnerability doesn't mean like the absence of fear. Mm-hmm. It means I'm going to do it and I'm still afraid. And you can still see my 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 hand twitch. You still hear my voice shaking, but I'm yeah. going to mm-hmm. say what I need to say mm-hmm. because I need to show up for myself authentically in this way. So mm. um, I think just right now, I think humanity is... Probably the most vulnerable I've ever seen. Like I've seen people yeah, yeah. actually acknowledge each other, yes. like witness each other on the street in a way I've never yeah, seen before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's very precious to watch, and it's funny because we can say, "Oh, well, why did it take something like this happening?" Like you can't focus on what that catalyst is. I think people need to Mm -hmm. appreciate Mm -hmm. the byproduct Mm -hmm. of these quote-unquote tragedies. Yes. 100%. Of these tragedies that we call tragedies, but, you know, I know that all things work together for the good, Mm -hmm. but usually before that working together of the good happens, it feels crappy, and it feels like, what the hell is going on? Everything's falling apart, but... When you know that all things are being orchestrated by someone other than you, yeah, by divine intelligent design, like I saw this picture of um, a mural of mm-hmm. George George Floyd and mm-hmm. his daughter, mm-hmm. and it's the photo where like she's like on his shoulder, and mm-hmm. around them is the words that said like, "Daddy, you changed the world." Yeah, and I thought, you know, and I don't know how old George. Floyd's daughter is, but I know that she's really young and probably young, too young to understand really the magnitude mm-hmm. of, of, of everything. Or maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. she's just that intuitive of a child. I have no idea. But that is now her story. And it's taken this 
catastrophic event Mm -hmm. for all of these, for everything to unfold. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have never, ever, ever felt or seen the Black Lives Matter movement. No one has the way Mm -hmm. it is now. Mm -hmm. Like it's... It has global visibility. In my lifetime. I shouldn't say that. In my lifetime, I haven't haven't seen it like this. The global visibility, like I knew it was real when I saw people in Iran holding vigils for... Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tis y'all in the Middle East. Tis a shift. Tis a shift. Yeah, y'all in the Middle East holding a vigil for a man in the free world. <laughs> free. <laughs> y'all holding a vigil for a man, you know, in a country where we're the moral leaders of the world. Like, Yo. I was like, interesting. The Middle East has shown up for the U.S. And for this black man and this black life and has declared that it matters. We have been failed as a people. God. We have. It's, it's not funny. So fa- I, I don't know, know why I just giggled right there. I don't know if that was just like to get to myself through, through that hard, yeah, through that through. hard reality. You're right. We have been failed. We haven't. So many we haven't. And I think, I think the ultimate tragedy, if we keep allowing, if we keep allowing this toxic relationship or keep allowing this toxic expectation mm-hmm. of a country to make good on something that was never really their responsibility to make good make good on. Like, we were born equal. F you mean. Whatever you thought. <laughs> we fueled your whole economy. F yeah. you mean. And still are around to tell you we're survivors and still are achieving and still are thrive. Like, so if we're still holding them responsible for making good on something that mm. they are not in a position like, who the fool? You know, I had an extra story time with Jess. I I went to um, Trinidad Carnival earlier mm. this year before fabulous. Rona. <laughs> Fabo. Come on now. Before Rona came and just shifted. <laughs> Life the way we know it. Life will, life will never be the same. She literally same. blew in the wind. Life literally. will never be the same. Mm-mm. Shout out to Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. She has a podcast where she has a guest speaker talking about grief. And I'm, I'm going to get back to the story yeah. in a sec, but I have to say this. And grief is not just when you lose someone. It's when you lose something you once knew mm-hmm. and you're grieving that process. And, and he was saying that, think back to pre-9-11. Um, and when we think back all the things that we used to do that seemed normal, now we're like, I can't even believe we did that. Like, how could how could we do that? It seems so foreign now. And we don't know what that is going to be for this era. Like, yeah. you know, two years from now, we'll look back on 2020 and be like, I can't believe we used to operate that way. I can't believe we didn't social distance. I can't believe we yeah. didn't. Like, whatever it's going to be. And I, uh, I hope everybody's taking care of themselves during this time because... Yeah. Back to the story. I, I just, I had to say that on grief because th- we don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be something. Yeah, it's still unfolding for yeah. sure. Um, so I went to Trinidad Carnival, which I have to say, like, oh God, and y'all know <laughs> my family is from the Caribbean. I, I, I grew up around Caribbean culture, music, all of that. Yeah. But I have never, I had never gone to, um, I've been to Miami Carnival, but it's nothing like being in, in Trinidad. And there, and before I thought Carnival was just like parties and drinking alcohol and just like yeah. having a good time, which it is. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. But now I know that Carnival is spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's so, so spiritual. I, there was a party that I went to and it's called, um, <laughs> This is so funny. I hope like those I was in Trinidad with are listening to this because they're going to know the bush. But we were in um, this party called Ambush and it starts at like 2, eight, two or 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I didn't know that I would even be able to get up 
at two at one something in the morning to go you to a did. party. I, I like my sleep. But like when you're there and you're amongst people it's and it's an energy. energy. It's mm-hmm. an energy. So we walk up and it's it's dark and, and they hand you shots and you we literally partied till the sun rose. Yeah. And it was like the right music, the right vibe, the right energy. But I will never forget as the sun was rising, the the DJ was saying we are so unstoppable. We are so fierce. And like, we were saying it out loud. Like we all were saying it together. And to see this, the sea of people, black, white. I mean, there was so many different races there, majority black. And I met people from Africa. I met so many different people. And to be amongst a crowd of people as the sun is rising, saying black people are unstoppable was just the most freeing thing ever and I mean we all have paint and powder on us we all look crazy and it doesn't matter yeah. because it was just the energy and the that vibe affirming. and who knows what type of what type of energy that was needed for especially with I feel the like way the ancestors were calling especially girl <laughs> seriously especially the way things turned probably after that like you don't know what that was girl unearthing yeah what that was you know needing to fuel and to feed for those that would need to be strengthened especially during this time because these deaths have really impacted and there's a level of grieving i think for black people on a collective level mm-hmm. um as 100%. well you know i could um, feel it i could feel it i could sense it yeah a couple weeks ago i literally i i i cried every day for a week straight and i couldn't mm-hmm. i couldn't explain why I was crying I just knew that I was sad all the time and I talked to my therapist about it and she said that what I was experiencing was indirect um, trauma which is like a a term I've heard of before Mm -hmm. but never actually experienced like to just feel so weak and depleted and without even being able to to say the words I actually had to take off from work for a couple days because I just couldn't I needed rest yeah that's that's exactly um that's exactly how I felt. I have letter, literally been limiting my um CNN intake. Yeah. Um my news my news intake. Got to. But it's like people are still bringing stuff to you because it literally like mm-hmm. we're still in the world, right? And yeah. so yeah. we're still citizens in this country for now. And um <laughs> so like you still you know, you, you still care. get it. and But there is definitely a grieving. I think there's also a grieving in the reality that it's 2020 and we're still here. Almost. Like, it's 2020 and despite all of the NAACP achievements, despite all of the yeah, achievements, man. all of the doing, yeah, all of the works, this energy is still running rampant in the earth. It's 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 deep rooted. It's in Very brain. much so. It is very much in the lifeblood of this country. Yeah. yeah. Which is why Iran is holding a visual. Which is scary. For the free world. A man who died in the free world. We ain't free. Um, but I'm just saying, like, that is the yeah. irony. Because yeah. for so long, we have been able to throw our weight around as if the Middle East is just, like, warped in. You know? And it's mm-hmm. like, no. Mm-hmm. Now people are looking at us like. This is a mirror what's, moment. What's, what's going what's, on with y'all? What's going on over there? Yeah, what's really going on? I, I remember hearing stories about my mother and my family migrating from Jamaica to the United States of America and their journey. And like, oh, we're going to the land of opportunity. We're going to the land of the free. Yeah. We're going to we're, we're going there. And I, I, I feel like I have family members back in Jamaica who have never left, who, who see America, and maybe not so much now, but pre all yeah. of this, as just like this land of just... 
ultimate wealth, ultimate yeah. opportunity. It's because they, they don't have. So it just yeah. is something different. But thinking back to like my mom at my age making this migration, like what if she had just stayed put? Like it's not all is cracked up to be kind of deal. Like and that's and you know what? And for me, that's why I feel like it's very sinister. And I think it goes back to that grieving kind of aspect because it's the fact that you can take something like the image of you know opportunity, the land of milk and honey, the like white all these. Fence, yeah, uh, you can take yeah. all these images and you can then almost deceive people mm-hmm. into fueling. Yep. Your dream, yep. but the dream is fake as hell. Yep, It's not even real. It's a nightmare. I would dare say it's a nightmare wow. because you get over here and someone like a, a I'm sunken a, place. Amadou Diallo, <laughs> you know, whose mother literally is watching Ugh. news of her son like, and had to fly to the U.S. Like, my son came over here for opportunity and y'all shot my baby. Mm. You know, like, so it's like. It's so sinister that you pull people in, especially brown people of the world. Mm -hmm. You dangle the idea of freedom. You dangle dangle the little tree over them, like little carrot. And it kind of Uh goes into what you were saying about the level of depravity. So it seems to be a link between depravity and my ability to kind of control your energy as fuel. So Mm. depending on how deprived and depraved you are, Mm. I can get you to then convert that energy to really fuel my whole economy and my whole system. I mean, it started from, I mean, it started from slavery. It started from the indentured servants. Like it, this energy, the spiritual battle and spiritual war is so real and nothing has changed. It's so heavy. The same hamster wheels. I'm fighting back tears right now. It's so heavy. And something's going to break, but it is not going to be because of some legislation and it's not going to be because Mm -hmm. of anything that we've we've done. It's Mm -hmm. going to be because something in the spirit is going to break that thing Mm -hmm. in half. Mm -hmm. And that's that's genuinely how I feel because this is definitely... It's fragile. The time... I I feel fragile. The time is now. Check on on your friends. Check on your family. I, I mean... What a time. It is. What a time. I saw this meme. I saw this meme on the 18th, June 18th. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of funny. But it was leading up to, to Juneteenth. And it was like, leave some milk and cookies out for Harriet tonight. Wow. And I was like, yo, that is legit. There's a shift <laughs> happening with what we value. Mm-hmm. And how we're reshaping these narratives and these fairy tales that don't serve us. As if Rona wasn't enough. And I, I, I actually she really blew a win. I have a theory. I have a theory. I have a theory. You do what is because it? George Floyd, unfortunately, is not the first man to be murdered by the police. And I often think about how and not many the last. times. Oh, and not the last. Absolutely not. And I absolutely I think about all the time someone didn't have their phone to record something mm-hmm. or couldn't pull out their phone in time or their phone died or they were just in shock they couldn't pull out their phone. I'm sure yeah. there's so many stories that we just don't even know about. And so I've been thinking like what made this 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 death, this murder so not different than the others yeah. but like ca- caused such an uproar, such an uprising. Yeah. And I honestly, honestly think it's Rona you because so. we had time. Wow. Because we, right. we sit in, we we at home, everybody's at home. You can't go nowhere. You yeah. can't do nothing, right? The dormant energy needed the something sh- to activate. Yes, I really mm-hmm. do. Because, I mean, not to say that we never care when these things happen, mm-hmm. but it's go, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. And when you can't go mm-hmm. and you're really looking mm-hmm. back at what the f- is going on, yeah. like... And you're so distracted by your real world your and real your world. jobs and... 
the kids and the, I mean and, and then mm-hmm. we all are too mm-hmm. still I think there's definitely been a shift in the work from home culture and yeah. homeschooling your kids I mean all of that has shifted yeah. but it's a different kind of energy when you are to yourself at home with your family and you're thinking about that and you keep seeing the replays and you keep seeing this man's knee enough is enough on his neck and you keep hearing the people from the crowd trying to hold him accountable like you should get up off of his Bruh. neck sir that man you're cried for his him. mother yeah that man we're watching him die get up off his neck officer and i'm very mindful of how much i watch because i you know i'm an empath and so i feel everything and i and i think that's when my my shift happened a couple weeks ago when i was i just couldn't i couldn't get out of bed i literally Mm -hmm. couldn't and i think it was it started watching that video it was something else of there was something about him crying out for his mom that just broke everything yeah his deceased mother yeah yeah that's how visceral the cry was. Like, someone help me get calm. Like, please. The only, yeah, that, that primal kind of, mm. yeah. So, I, I think right now, I think there's so many grievings happening mm-hmm. simultaneously, but on so many different parallel kind of planes. Like, I think as black people, we're grieving the fact that our fight is different, but the same, yeah. you know? Yeah. And... We're grieving life as we knew it. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm a lot more aware and mindful of the bullshit. Yeah. And I say that I had an... I think I told you this. I think I told you. I had an incident at work a couple weeks ago. Mm, you did. And <laughs> I had an incident at work. And without getting too deep into it, it was um, some white coworkers. And just to give some context, I work at a company where I am the only black woman at the company period and there's people of color but i am the only black yeah. woman and I'm, I'm always often always actually in meetings where i am the only black person yeah. in the meeting um person of color sometimes even and there pre all of pre rona pre pre the black lives matter movement um resurfacing so i can't say like coming up because it's been around yeah. Um, there was a lot of things that I let slide because of, and I talked to my HR about this. I let it slide because of just feeling helpless yeah. and just like, what's going to happen anyway? If I yeah. say this, like what behavior is going to change? Mm-hmm. So like, what's the point? Let me just get my mm-hmm. check and do what I got to do and just like, and, go. and make it happen. Yeah. But <laughs> I had time that day and... <laughs> And Jesus knew and, and there was some comments made by coworkers um, on a call that just was completely insensitive, inappropriate, and just, just uh, mm. disgusting, honestly. Um, yeah. And I wrote um, this uh, email to my HR, and it was I sent the third draft. Don't ever send the first draft, y'all. Ah! Don't send the first draft because the first draft was riddled with emotion and just it it just wasn't right. So I reread, rewrote mm-hmm. to make sure that the point was clear. I didn't want it to be about my emotion. I wanted to make sure that the story that I was telling was yeah. facts. And you know, my lawyer brain is always thinking. I write emails as if it it could be seen by a judge one one day. Yeah. I just. That's just how I move. And to know that I've heard and seen things in the past, racially, just inappropriate, just just not nonsense. insult to injury. But this time was different. I felt so bold to be like, I don't care if I get fired from my job. 
Yeah. And that's something that happens too yeah. when you speak up on um, any type of discrimination. And not, I'm not saying that they were discriminating, but when you speak up on anything that's like racially mo- motivated mm-hmm. or just sensitive, anything, mm-hmm. you know, people get fired from that stuff and they'll never say like it was about race. I'll never say that yeah. because they can't because, you know, that's lawsuit waiting to happen. Right. But I was like, this can open up something. And I don't. I didn't even know if I was ready for it. Yeah, because we're at Will State. So people can just, you know. Yeah. Just, whatever. Whatevs. And I think I felt to, it, my duty to hold these people accountable. Yeah. And myself. Yeah. You know, check myself. Like, why Why do I let things slide? I shouldn't. Hell no. It's how, we're, it's how we've survived. But I think as exactly. black people, we're, we're seeing that you can no longer just vote. Oof, yeah. Since people want to always throw out just vote. Okay. <gasps> You're going to have to vote and do something do else too. And have an intercessory team at these protests Ooh, who are praying man. down these principalities Ooh. so that the rage doesn't turn into civil unrest and then we're destroying our own communities. That's a whole nother mm-hmm. podcast episode. But you understand why it happens, but it still is going to take a multi-dimensional fight. A multi-dimensional fight, not just one, but continue. No, that that's and were they held accountable? I'm just, I'm just saying. Just they, asking, they asking were, they were, they were. That's good. And and I think it's going to be um, slow, but they're willing to learn, and that's all I could ask for. And right? that's good. I think the definition. Not everybody that's fortunate is me. Not at all, girl. Uh, get a pink slip so quick, girl. And we'll go back in your production history and find something to create. <laughs> Oh, your numbers were... Yeah, yep. But she wasn't even talking about my numbers before yep. I wrote this email. Though. Yep. What are you talking about? Yep. Yep. <sighs> All of that. That's a whole other podcast episode <laughs> as well. But I think right now, I I sense that... Because I've been seeing a lot of black people holding... Trying to hold white people accountable mm-hmm. under the allyship, um, you know, allyship card. And I do understand why it is important to hold, you know... White people or anybody, for that matter, because all black people are not the same. Ooh, we that is very with, true. You know, her, what's her face? Candace Owens? Is that her name? Candace Owens? So, yeah, go ahead and Google her. I don't know if I have her first and last name correct. But she was making a lot of comments about um, George Floyd and whatnot. But... Um, yeah. You can't force people to be an ally. So I was seeing a lot of wait, people... Whoa, 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 whoa. Repeat that. You cannot force people, you cannot force anyone to be an ally. And I was going to unpack that. So when the whole George Floyd incident happened, up and down my timeline, up and down my timeline, I saw, we see you. You're not saying anything. You're silent. We see you. You know, And it was like, okay, well, I do understand the disappointment on a human level at seeing your, your white coworkers or even like white companies or companies who profit from the black dollar who don't have any black people on, mm. you know, <laughs> the boards or hiring. We're going to come back to that point. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. But my thing was, I was like, I understand the disappointment, but I ain't trying to be riding with nobody that I got to convince anyway. Like, why am I trying to make you an ally? Yeah. Like, I've seen enough. Note it. Move on. Like, yeah. and I mean, everyone has their own opinions, but... 
we see how, you know, forced the loyalty looks. I don't want nobody by my side because they feel guilty. I don't Come need your now. white guilt. I don't now. need your white shame because it does nothing. Yeah. It does nothing for me. Yeah. I need you to see me as equal, as created equal. And that's going to show up in the way you treat me, your posture. It's going to show up in the way that you take up for me when I'm in the room and not in the room. I shouldn't have to hold you accountable. Percent. To be a decent human being, okay? 100%. A decent human being. When that incident happened at work, I was like, yo, I'm sitting on this Zoom, the only black person with a Rosa Parks Nah t-shirt on, okay? And I'm like, I wonder what is said when I am not there. Yeah. Like, dang, really? This is what y'all are, like right now, in in the midst of everything that's going on, this is what's happening? The fact that our brains are wired that way. I was actually privileged to sit in on a call of one of my friends who works for a very prestigious company. And they were having a full on like race talks um, because it had come to the attention um, of the CEO or the COO or something like that, that they were not really paying attention to their black coworkers and their emotional states um, because it simply didn't affect them in the same way that it did their, you know, their black employees and it was full on black employees like crying on the phone, mm. talking about helicopters and, you know, mm-hmm. the looting was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, they really just began explaining their own pressures of even the micro Trauma. the microaggressions at work. They brought it back to the workplace, like, you know, like <laughs> explaining that, you know, when I walk into a meeting Girl. and I don't see faces that look like me, Girl. now I have to filter what I'm going to say five different ways Girl. because I can't come out as the Sharonda on the block Girl. because I got to make sure I don't offend it's you. It's so hard. And that's that it's was so that was the conversations. I mean, these incidences in the larger world have really created more conversation and Lucky for her, she worked for a very, she works for a very progressive company. They gave them like access to therapy. They can call in anytime they want to and get therapies mm-hmm. sessions. But it's really um, kind of I don't want to say forcing because I don't trust nothing that's forced. Okay, I don't trust your <laughs> ultimatum. So I'm dead serious. I don't trust an ultimatum. I don't trust someone forcing yeah. me into a mode of acting because we've seen your psychopathic energy white people long enough we know how it looks to say the right things to do the right things and then when it's time for the the real to show up you don't have the real because you've been performing so much you've been having and we're PR tired right, exactly uh, and we're script. tired of it yeah so that's why i'm like keep your fake allyship i don't need you to stand in the gap for black people if that's not what you want to do or how you see us. I would rather know who you are for real than for you to be forced into an allyship or forced to respond. And now you're mm-hmm. saying, oh, I want to do better. Oh, we're going to do better. Hold us accountable. Huh? I have a friend of mine um, and I love her dearly. She's white. She's liberal. Love her to death. And she works for this company. And um, at her company, there, there's one black person that works at the company. And she told me in confidence that that person was, um, you know, struggling. Yeah. And she went to her, like the president of the company or the CEO of the company, because she's pretty high up in the company, like, hey, let's make a statement. Let, let's let's do something. And and she's <laughs> she said that the CEO... And I will not say names of the of company, but was like, will not make a statement that says Black Lives Matter, and will mm-hmm. only pledge to donate to whoever they mm-hmm. want to, but will not say the statement. And she was like, 
venting to me about it, which, you know, I take that with, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very careful how much I let white people, white people vent to me about racism, but I wanted to listen to her and hear her yeah. out. And she was like, I, I want to make him say Black Lives Matter. Why can't he say it? And I was like, you cannot make people say something mm-hmm. they don't want mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. You can't. So I actually advise you to fall back on that. I because agree. it's a losing battle. You, he would say it. He or she would say it if me, it was if they meant it. And if they to believed be it to honest, be true. you look bad trying to pull someone in to hold an agreement that your very nature of trying to convince them lets me know that you don't believe your own agreement. Because see, the nature of agreement is when I believe the agreement, you don't fall in line with my agreement. I'm pivoting. My energy pivots. I'm mm-hmm. not yelling on my Facebook status. We see you, white people. We see you, blah, blah, blah. We see you. There's no like, need to do it, it is like, right. So yeah. it lets me know that that's still an area of validation that I feel like a lot of black people still are desiring and needing. And on some levels, I understand. But on some levels, you're going to have to be clear that God's opinion about you is the only thing that matters. And you have to start seeing these whatever types of people we can say white people but i've seen the same energy even in black people Come too on now. So let's be clear Come on now. you're gonna not, have to yeah. start seeing people in the spirit and stop yeah. taking off these skins and thinking that it's about skin this is not a skin issue this is a rejection issue and we need to start seeing that the mm-hmm. same way he this unnamed ceo person mm-hmm. didn't want to say black lives matter it feels like an exorcism it feels like you can't say black lives matter because something that's operating in you the spirit that energy whatever you want to call it it's that's rooted. active in you it's deep rooted it's deep rooted mm-hmm. and it knows that that goes against any agreement like this is a spiritual war what i'm trying to tell y'all out and become she land Nicole, this whole to the mic, y'all. this whole situation that's going on is spirit <laughs> yeah. driven yeah the fact that you cannot you open up your it. mouth to say that black lives matter lets me know yeah yeah so much about the nature of capitalism mm-hmm. we literally fueled and created what capitalism has been for this country through the black bodies of slaves and what your parents taught you yes and, their, and your parents parents taught them. our and, images and, and, of us picking cotton what's on american currency at one point if you don't believe me go on netflix and start getting woke because netflix is real woke right now and while you got time Mm -hmm. take some time and netflix and chill and get woke yeah yeah so this is a whole energy and our guy image has literally been used to fuel it has exploited us but it has profited something else and the fact that these corporations and these companies that have profited the most can't even open their mouths to say that Black Lives Matter should let you know everything that you need to know. Everything. And let me tell you something. If you won't hire my black ass, you will never get my money. Again. Period. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm so Periana. into the pull-up challenge right now. If y'all don't know what the pull-up challenge is, go on Instagram and just look up pull-up challenge. I'm so you into it. You put me on that. I'm so into it. All of, And I spent a lot of money on beauty, skincare stuff. And the fact that we're now holding, and I don't know why it took so long, but we're now holding these companies. Distracted. That's what Distracted. I said. Distracted. Isn't that what I said? Now we got time. Distracted. Time. <laughs> and all of these companies are now being held accountable to show your stats, yo. Like that, I think that is so, so dope. 
I check on it every day. And I'm at in companies I don't see at so-and-so. Where Not you just at, show at your stats, but how do you actually empower the black employees at your particular companies that you're hiring and empower the communities that these but employees... But you have to have black employees mm-hmm. to even start with that. So let, mm-hmm. let's see what Agreed. you even are about. Agreed. And one thing I have to say, and it's on my spirit to say this, it was gifted to me, and I'm going to gift it to become Sheila. Come on. Remember to stay in your lane. And what I mean by that is, no, no, no. I have been feeling heavy. Like, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. What can I do more? Where can I donate to? Where can I protest? All of that. And it's and, and a friend of mine said, you have to remember that you can't take everything on and stay in your lane. Focus on what you can do and what you're good at. Because you can't do everything. Yeah, true. You can't be at every protest. You can't you donate to every organization. Like, you just can't. And black people, stop canceling other black people because they don't protest. Oh, my and God. And they don't uh, resist. Oh, the movement the way you do. Oh, Stop God. it because you're operating in the same spirit of rejection that white people have been operating in by and large. For years, for centuries. You did stop. say that the other day. Can you stop Stop canceling other black people that don't show up for the movement like you? Yeah. It's out of order and it's unloving. Yeah. Because this is a multi-dimensional fight. And maybe I'm an intercessor. Maybe God is calling me to get up in the morning at five o'clock to pray for the black women or to pray for the black men. or to play. Like, you don't know how I'm fighting. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. It's okay. You listen. She is becoming. You know, we really <laughs> didn't have any any direction for this episode, but I I just felt like it was we we have this amazing platform. It was time. It's it was, time. It was the fullness of time for both of us because we've been going through our own journeys. We've been watching and we've mm-hmm. been. You know, so much has changed. Reeling it in with <laughs> our own personal, like you know, that. our own personal grieving. We've been grieving our own things, yeah. but in the process of grieving, we're all, we've also been growing, yeah. right? So, oh, I have not. We've not been paralyzed at all, at all. Nor should you be. Right? We've not been paralyzed, but yeah, mm. it has been amazing to see that God is still in control despite anything and everything that is happening, y'all. Stay grounded. And I said this earlier, like, make sure you are taking care of yourself, whatever Drink your water. looks like. I've been drinking so much water every single day. I'm drinking at least three to five burgundy glasses, 32 (laughs) ounces per glass of water with amazing fruit. Shout out to Gwen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to. I don't have to, but it's been amazing how I've been falling in. You, you said, no, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> because when you know better, you do better. Ooh. So Not all the time. Well, you should. That's, That's true. Why you should. You know, let's... Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Why'd you push the headphones because up? Y'all can't see her. She, <laughs> this was real. It got deep. She pushed the headphones up on her head. Okay, continue. I want to talk about the photo that you sent me... My God. ...the other day. <laughs> My God. Now, we are not posting this on our page. Yes. I have banned it. Nicole, yeah, I'm sure you to, can I'm find it. it. But sure I want to describe it in, in, in detail. On the internet. Hold on. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes into the white allyship. Uh, Nicolia said that these are the things. Because nobody Nicolia, forced her to be white ally. Um, she had that uh, that sign very, very bold. These are the things Nicolia sends to me, hey. guys. Okay. It so was sent to me. It's a photo of a white woman. And a Detroit protest, mind you, in Detroit. Oh, Michigan. how did you know it was Detroit? I think when I saw the original picture, oh. I read the little article attached. Okay. Definitely in Detroit. Okay. Motor City. She's holding a sign, and the sign... <laughs> It's all black and in white words and ooh, no. The sign is black. The sign is black and it says in white letters. Mm-hmm. So will you? So you will open your mouth for black dick, 
but keep it closed for BLM, Black Lives Matter, mm. question mark. So much to unpack. I feel like this is a part two that will have to trail. And literally, she's trying to hold back her laughs. It's not funny, but the fact that this white woman was not forced into saying this very who made this sign? provocative. Did she make this sign? I believe she did. It looks handmade. That's not no. That's not a stencil. It is hand drawn. It's like a popsicle stick. (laughs) She's not playing. She's no. She's she's so serious. You can tell in her eyes she is not playing. So you will open your mouth for black dick, but keep it closed for Black Lives Matter. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think that black bodies have served everyone else but black people in In this country. From the NBA to the NFL to the production workers to the frontline workers to everything. Literally everything. Black bodies matter, but black lives don't. That is what we could do. The sad. What we could do. The Mm -hmm. strength that we have. Mm -hmm. The, The our, mm-hmm. We are brilliant. We mm-hmm. are brilliant. Our minds, our innovation, our creativity. We are so dope. And everyone you knows know it. The black businesses that I've been seeing that I just didn't even know of that's popping up now. I'm looking at like, yo, did you know that there's a black owned um, a Band-Aid brand? No clue. I have to educate myself. I'm seeing myself. all of these, and they they have always been around. They've existed. I just didn't. I just we didn't know time. about them. And shape we have time. And shame on me for not doing the research. But now it's coming to me. Why and would I'm you? like, you're distracted. I'm gonna keep you distracted. Yeah. So I don't have a reason to. I mean, all these dope businesses. We are so fly. We but what so is it serving bad. us when everyone else is siphoning that flyness, that brilliance, everyone else, every other system is exploiting that and discarding us as not mattering? That's slavery. And yes, there are lots of white men and women who enjoy black bodies. And it's just not on a sexual level. I mean, it is literally... Every piece. Our hands, our work, our creativity, our minds. Everything. But will never open their mouth to explicit... It It goes back to that that CEO who would not come out and outrightly state that he was supporting... He or she, I don't know, was supporting Black Lives Matter, but would quote-unquote donate. (laughs) Donate? Because it's a spiritual war. That's why. Because calling a thing a thing matters, but it's contingent and it's hinged on you you being able to see what that thing is. And if I never get to show you because you're so distracted on what I am, I can shape shift in both black and white skin. I can play in front of your face in traffic all day and you won't still know who I am. I'm the same thing. Same thing. Uh, How's your heart, guys? (laughs) How's your heart? That's a good question. How's your heart in all of this? Are you checking in? I hope so. Every day. With God. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're waking up in the morning praying and asking for instructions instead of just going out using your body to work, to plow, to slave. I hope you're resting and asking for instructions and taking a posture of rest (sighs) and not perpetuating the stigma of being black in this country, which is your body is for everyone else to use. It's so terrifying. It's so terrifying. Your intellect is for everyone else to use. Your God image is for everyone else to use. 
and you have no clue what God has called you for because you're not asking for instructions. And sometimes you need to be still. Period. Pray for clarity. Mm. So let's do some heart checks. I don't know if we can have them to reply about that on like a, on a post after we drop this episode, but I definitely would love to hear and read. I would love that. The heart checks. Or maybe, and honestly, maybe you don't even want to share. Maybe maybe yeah. that's the first time you've even asked yourself that question, yeah. how is your heart? Reflect on that. Like, seriously. Yeah. You got, you got the time. All of it. <laughs> I thought that I would be, um, I started working from home March 16th. Mm. Um, and today is, we are recording on June 20th. Um, and I had no idea how long I'd be working from home. Like, I mean, yeah. none of us know anything. Just to think the layers, just all the shit this yeah. year. Like, oh my God. I'm thinking about to how frightened I was when I walked into a store and couldn't find toilet paper, flour, chicken. Wow. I mean, there was nothing. I remember that. I was Being terrified. I've never seen lines. anything like that in my lifetime. Yeah. The scarcity. I see why my mama got her own garden. Shoot. She like, I She's not playing. I'm not with playing with y'all. I'm not playing. I get it. I, I get it now. And I, I all of the conspiracy theorists, all the people that were building underground bunkers, we get it. We get it, y'all. <laughs> we get it. Y'all, I'll go half on that. Um who's going to the gun range faithfully talking about I gotta be prepared for the arms race. Uh, I get it. I, I didn't get it before. <laughs> I, I, the things we take for granted, I didn't know. I, so was it May last month? I, so I baked like 60 muffins y'all. And I decided that I wanted to give little gifts of love and drove around <laughs> 11 hours with my husband. Such a Martha Stewart. <laughs> She's the black Martha Stewart, y'all. She I made these banana nut muffins, and we literally drove around the Chicagoland area and Indiana for 11 and a half hours, dropping off muffins to family and friends because I felt at the time, at the time, that we were just all so disconnected because we had to be, mm-hmm. we were mandated mm-hmm. to be, and that's not normal. We yeah. are not meant to live and be alone all the time. Yeah. Think I even think about my friends who are single and yeah. are literally alone. Yeah. We're not meant for that. That's no, not a healthy not. way to live. In fact, when you when you do live a lonely life, your the quality of life is 100% diminished. Yeah. And so that was my way of of connecting back with my village and just like you know, safely seeing who I needed to see. Yeah. And and I remember we drove around for literally, I don't know, we went to five stores and I could not find flour. Flour! I was like, what? We on our fifth store and we can't find flour? Like, the things we take for granted. We do. The, the smallest of things. I'm trying to figure out, I need to be trying to restock some things now because... It's oh, not absolutely. over. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I, I, I am and winter season will be here. I don't want to be that person that's taking, taking, taking and knowing that yeah. a neighbor doesn't have. But I, I don't know what's I don't know what's over exaggerating at this point. I don't yeah. know if I should buy all the toilet paper or if it's going to be fine. I have no idea. No idea. And that's why, like I said, waking up in the morning, asking God for instructions, asking God for mm-hmm. the people you should be reaching out to. Some people ain't got no call from me and you're not going to get a call from me. <laughs> And I'm not even sorry Nicole, about it. No, I'm I'm dead serious. I know you are. I'm dead serious. I know you are. Because I know you are. This this happening has really shown us that 
we don't have time to play. You need to yes. be about your business. Be about God's business. Yes. What have you been created to do? What have you been created <clears throat> to, you know, manifest for someone else? Or you are here them? for a purpose. Yeah, Everybody you are. Is. Everybody And is. that's the whole process of becoming, mm. you know? Stop mm. throwing your energy around like a slave. Ask God for instructions. How do you want me to move today, God? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to entertain? What books should I be reading? What are you preparing me for? What's happening next? Because I don't know, but you know. Give me a preview so I can know how to prepare myself. How should I shift my appetites? So that I can sustain my next season when you send me there and I won't be looking crazy. I'm just saying. I need some like more these, on that. These are pertinent questions that I ask myself first and foremost. Like... Because mm-hmm. there is life after this. There is. It's just different. It's going to be different. But I, this may sound a little silly, but I'm kind of, I'm really enjoying this time. I don't like all the parts around it. I, I don't like that I have to wear a mask all the time. Uh, the inconvenience of it, yeah. right? But I really am enjoying the stillness. I really I am. too. The ironic part of it is... Because I've never been this still. I have not either. And I've not been as rested. Never. And to be honest, I've never felt as safe internally, even though all of the external stuff is like falling apart and still continuing to kind of fall apart. I've never felt the most safe in my entire life than I do at this point in my life. Mm. And I'll probably unpack more of that um, with my birthday and my turning 36 and just shifting you know how i see myself more but it has been an amazing revelatory time it is because we have time (laughs) now one thing i do have to say about time i don't like anyone shaming anyone including myself yeah for not doing something there was a lot of yeah. posts in the beginning, in the beginning of quarantine like oh if you ain't build that business that you said you was it's because you know it's not because you didn't have time it's because you're lazy like what are you mm-hmm. doing what are you doing mm-hmm. you don't have to do a damn thing yeah and i hated seeing that like not everybody has the luxury of getting up every day and being on 24 7 yeah. and like and kudos to you if you are, but that is not everybody, and nor should you shame anybody for that. I think that slowed down a little bit. It did, but it was so it, it was did. so heavy. I, it was very heavy, but I was feeling like guilty. Like, man, should I be doing more? Like that is straight rejection, and I'm just t- I'm really tired of seeing the spirit of rejection pawn itself off in so many different splintered identities. I really am. Like, it looks blatant when one group of people does it one way. But when you really take a look at what it really is at the root, it's all rejection. and, and Shame. I think it it's shame. Is, and it is. I think it's, it's true. Shame. I think but it's they come they, like, they come with different groupings to link itself mm. to create the, mm. the, the, the strength that it needs mm-hmm. to keep you bound. But, mm-hmm. yes, you're right. They all have, they're all buddies. And they all sit at the same table they're together. Cousins. They're cousins. They are. They're sitting around with the collard greens and then... And I hate it. And the ribs and the mac it. and cheese. They're sitting around all together, kiki-kiing, and their shame, you know, fest. Freedom is freedom. And people have the freedom to do nothing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like... Everybody's not reacting like a slave like you. Just because uh, you want to do, 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 work, work, work. Why you haven't write, wrote that book mm-hmm. that you said you was going to write? Like, what? what? Come on. Focus on you. That's it. That's I only it. Have Focus six on you. Don't worry about to nobody my, my else. My business, my grandma used to say, in six months to leave yours alone. 
It's a whole year. Shout out to I don't have time. <laughs> Say that again. Only have Shout out six, to grandma. Grandma. Only have six months to mind my business and six months to leave yours alone. <laughs> you know, I don't got no time. I love that. I love it. I started this year like so God, I started off this year doing the most. The most. Yeah. I went to um, New Orleans with Kyle earlier this uh-huh. in January, which was like bomb. Yeah, the all top the of the year. I wanted. Yeah. Top of the year. <laughs> That's not happening no more. Went to Trinidad. <laughs> I went to Jamaica. I'm so happy I went to Jamaica yeah. to see my grandparents. You did. You remember that? I was like, I you gotta said, go. I feel I gotta like go. I need to see them. That's what you said. I did. And I bought a ticket on a whim. I was just like, I gotta go. And the fact that <laughs> Jamaica ain't playing. They shut the island down. They didn't let I nobody on. And I and with my grandparents, they're elderly, very elderly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we try to have somebody go out there every three months, and no one's been able to go be, since since COVID. And I felt like, man, like you got to listen to that still voice. That yeah, intuition God. is not. Yeah. That intuition is nothing to to discard and not honor. You have to honor that still voice that you have. You must. It's disrespectful not to. I think that's where we should leave our audience on top of the heart checks. Like, what are you doing to honor, like, God, to honor that still small voice that doesn't come out trying to push you into doing anything, but simply suggests, Mm. hey, Mm -hmm. sit down for a little bit, or hey, breathe deeply today, or hey, drink a little bit more water today. Hey, don't get on the phone and start scrolling just yet. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So how are we honoring that voice? I mean, that's part of the becoming. Yeah, it, it's so essential. Mm-hmm. I would dare say fundamental to becoming, because what are you really becoming without God? Anyway, that that's a whole nother. Have you, how have you become over the last year, since our last episode? I feel like all of the pretenses have like literally fallen. Um, I don't have to use my strength, my ability, anything to justify myself. I'm justified. I was created justified. I was born whole. Like, so all of the extra slaving and using these gifts, talents, that's I'm doing to myself what the society does to me. So it makes it that much more heartbreaking, right? That I'm in a country that already sets me up to have my talents, gifts, everything exploited for something else. But then... We don't think about the ways in which we do that to ourselves because we've kind of been taught to do that to ourselves in order to survive. And in order to survive an exploitive system, we almost have to become exploitive with ourselves in order to be able to navigate that. Keep going, to keep pushing. Yeah. yeah. And so unlearning that has been so freeing for me. Like I can see what my human condition is around me and I don't have to take that on as an identity. That's not my identity. None of this and none of this stuff is my identity. I'm eternal. So I don't have to respond the same way everyone else does. I think for me, the biggest um, shift over the last year has been knowing and recognizing that vulnerability is actually the most freeing thing I mm-hmm. can do. And which sounds like so like hoo-ha to say. We mm-hmm. say those things, right? But like really, really really tapping into that like yeah you know be free say how you feel but no I've experienced vulnerability on a completely new level unapologetically no shame 
with all those around me. And mm-hmm. I'm hold, I'm I'm holding myself accountable, no longer requiring anybody to hold to hold me accountable. I'm holding myself accountable. And and I, I guess marriage has helped me with that. I, I think the coronavirus has helped me with that. I think everything has helped me with that. Yeah. But really just trusting myself and knowing that at the end of it all, this is why women in their 60s and 70s and say like, I wouldn't have stressed so much about the small <laughs> things. Literally, yeah. when you ask our, our elders, yeah. you know, what would you tell your 20 year old self, your 30 year old self, your 40 year old self? I hear that all the time. And I'm, I finally tapped into that. Yeah. Finally. That unbotheredness. Unbothered. That's good. It's a process. It's a journey. It is. This has been... This episode feels good. It feels so good. We were nervous, y'all. We were. Very much so. (laughs) As we always are. Like, are they going to be listening? Do they even care? Like, it's been too long. We love you guys. We do. And we're happy to hear from you. So please, like, write us fan mail. Hit us up. BecomeShePodcast at gmail.com. Write us and let us know what's been going on in your lives as we continue to share how we've been becoming mm-hmm. up until our arrival in the eighth season, season of New Beginnings. My God. Brand new. Is new, new. Season eight? My God. We've been doing this a yeah. while, y'all. Yeah. Y'all still rocking with us? <laughs> My God. So, Loyalty. So let us know what's been going on. Hopefully you are doing those heart checks. What you want to hear? What do you yes. want to hear? What you Give us some feedback. On our yoga session. Yes, we have to talk about our yoga session. Stop oh playing. <laughs> Stop playing. We are having a live trauma-informed yoga session on June uh, 30th yes. um, at 7.30 p.m. Central. And I personally have done a yoga session with um, Sapphire is her name. All of her links, everything will be on um, on all of our pages. But I have done a yoga session with her, and when I tell you, mm-hmm. you want to be there for this, you definitely do. It was so freeing, and it's not. And I've done yoga before, right? And I don't like yoga where I feel like I'm like stressed. Yeah, because yoga can get trying stressful. to figure it out. Like what pose? This wasn't. This wasn't that. Yeah. This 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 is what we need for for this time, and I'm so happy I'm that excited. she agreed to share with our audience and us. And I'm looking forward to it. So visit our IG page. All of the links to the events will be there. It will definitely be a virtual event. You can get the Zoom information um, via Eventbrite. So actually, if you're listening to the episode on June 29th, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it. This is Nicole and Jess signing out. Become become she. Become become free. free. Oh, my God. It's been so long since we did that. It's been so long. This was like a two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic kept scrubbing. I'm like, oh, we're almost done. We're almost Ooh. done. Getting tired. <laughs>